Hey everybody, welcome to Fresh Press with Eric Raditz. I'm Eric Raditz and we love to talk about things that are going on in and around Southwest Florida. Uh, we recently focused our attention on an independent film playing at the Alliance for the Arts uh, Wednesday, September 20th, uh, one pint at a time. Um, we have a couple of very special folks, the producers, writers, directors, it's a team Aaron and Brigitte Jose, who are with us today to talk a little bit about that film. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Brigitte. Are you there? How's it going? Good. We're, 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 we're here. We're our Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, I, I have to say, you know, Aaron, you've got 20 years uh, in the film, television, and video industry. Uh, your work is screened at over 100 film festivals worldwide. You've been distributed on digital platforms such as Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Tubi, and Gaia. Am I saying that right? Uh, receiving multiple oh, yeah. awards and honors, including five regional Emmys and 12 nominations. Your wife, Brigitte, has developed her career in filmmaking alongside of you. Uh, she co-produced a number of films, including the Emmy-winning documentary Son of The Sons of Mapes, and most recently, A Fresh Perspective and The Brew Church. Uh, their latest installment, One Pint at a Time, is touring with the Southern Circuit Tour of Independent Filmmakers, connecting independent filmmakers with communities through the South. And you're stopping here in Fort Myers. Also, uh, full disclosure, brought to you in part by the Fort Myers Film Festival, where I serve as the founder and director. Excited to see you guys come out for this. How, how, where do we even start? Uh, I, I did a little background as to how this all started. I feel like it started somewhere in Asheville when you were at a brewery and you developed a goal to tell stories in craft beer that have been ignored by some preconceived notions. Does that seem right? Or can you take me into what the uh, the actual creation of this this film was? You got it, man. That's okay. it. That's the story right there. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love I love that <laughs> show. So so what were you drinking when it struck you? Like I'm well, I'm... <laughs> so we were at a well-known pizzeria in Asheville. The name escapes me, starts with the B, might be Barley's, Bartley. I think it might be Barley's, but forgive me if if I'm wrong, whoever's listening to this and knows the name of the place. But that was the first time that Brigitte and I drank a flight of beer. Mm. We didn't even know about that concept, really. The fact that you don't you, you can sample beer in right. like small portions and you didn't have to buy every, you know a pint or a pitcher every time you want to try something new and just not be able to taste everything. Right, right. The the whole concept makes sense. Whoever invented it, that flight of beer though, he's getting he or she is getting no recognition. Like somewhere, that person is sitting in a uh, one of these uh, craft beer uh, establishments, telling someone after a few too many craft beers that I started that flight of beers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and this, really, this was it, what about seven seven years ago, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, no, now it's, now it's eight years more. ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. And we were sitting there and I drank something called a farmer. Dead a cream <laughs> ale from Catawba Brewing Company. And it was like this creamy, juicy, just golden drink that I'd never had before. And it just kind of stuck with me. Mm. And, uh, you know, ever since that trip, you know, Brigitte and I just started visiting craft breweries everywhere we went to. If we flew in, we would go. If we were road tripping, we would go. It was kind of like a, hey, Siri, hey, Google, you know, where's the nearest brewery? And it kind of turned into an adventure for us, you know. The, the, the next couple of years, we would just 
enjoy beer. It was it became an adventure, you know. And well, uh, yeah, that that's kind of like the the long and short of it in terms of the catalyst of us becoming beer drinkers. But then me being the documentary filmmaker and someone who always is looking around for the the the, the next best story that I could tell, I turned you know, to something that was very personal to me, which was, you know, the drinking beer as a patron of color inside spaces where we were either the only two people of color or among the very few people of color. And that just kind of became the catalyst for the film because we started exploring this more deeply and and realized that the beer industry was was very homogenous you know, from the patronage all the way to the staff and the brewers and the management and the owners, owners of the breweries. And, you know, most of the films out there that had focused on beer had never told the minority story or the black experience in craft beer. And I feel like that was something that was sorely lacking even in the cinema space. So we decided to take that on as, as being the first film to do it exclusively. I love it. Love it. I'm looking forward to uh, those who you ended up talking to. Are they are they from just kind of the North Carolina area, or did you are they from are you from Florida, or how did you get them? So, so ironically, so ironically, uh, Asheville. I haven't has, seen this film. I haven't so, seen this film. Obviously. And that's fine. And that's fine. And you'll get uh, to see it. Soon. I'll see it Wednesday. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get to see it in, in a few days. But uh, ironically, Asheville, from my understanding, uh, even until now, does not have any Black-owned breweries. They have an Asian-owned brewery um, and a female co-owned brewery, to our knowledge, but not a Black-owned brewery. So no, we did not focus on anyone in Asheville. We were our main protagonists, if you will, are from Tampa, Bastet mm-hmm. Brewing, uh, from North. Uh, sorry, from New Orleans. Cajun Fire Brewing and from Connecticut, uh, Rhythm Brewing. So those are our three main participants in the film whose careers we follow over the course of a couple of years. Cool, cool. Um, Brigitte, uh, as you've been kind of uh, collaborating with your husband now for many years and winning uh, Emmy Emmy winning documentaries, um, could you be honest in telling us when he came to you with this idea, just how much had he drank at that time? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, another no, the, 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 <laughs> the question more is when he brought this to your attention, uh, was this something that like, immediately said, yes, we have to do this, or did it take some persuading? No, it didn't take persuading because as he just, you know, told you, we started this journey together. And we did, you know, as we were traveling around the country, do hey, I'm Google, what's the nearest brewery? You know, so we went on that journey together of, of of wondering why and when we were going to beer festivals as well, you know, being one of the few people of color in there. So it, it was no question of, you know, um, should we do this or not? It was just let's let's do it. Yeah. Um. Now, okay. now, you, now you don't have to answer this question, but how much was this realizing that your homework, quote unquote, would be research drinking beer? I'm just, you know, I can see, <laughs> I can see your CPA now. Okay, so sixty thousand dollars on on the bar tab, um, uh, Aaron. No, just kidding. But um, it, obviously, when you're getting to know your subject, you're probably at least immersed in their their brewery. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get them? How did you get them talking? 
And when, what were you after or did you let it play out is kind of the documentary question I, I ask too frequently, but because a lot of times, you know, like Icarus or something where it kind of plays out into a, a story unlike you might even imagine versus mm-hmm. versus I'm going to tell this story of diversity and stick to the theme and have everyone talk about it. How much was it kind of scripted and how much did you play into what you learned along the way, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. I think a little bit both, right, Aaron? And you can you can jump in, but because it was such a long journey, I mean, it started out by meeting, you know, people like us and getting to know them on a personal level, right? And 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 forming that bond and kinship topic, talking about beer, talking about being people of color, and um, you know, exploring the whole, um, I'd say, the whole industry that way. But that's what where we started forming those friendships, which we are still, you know have strong friendships with a lot of the, or basically all of them, you know, that we follow in the film. And um, it started developing more into the story that we have today. When Aaron first visited uh, the first Black Beer Festival in the US, Fresh Fest at that time. That's where the story actually, I think, started getting together more. Um, And Aaron, I think you can, you know, take over here and, you know, explain, you know, what your experience was at that first Fresh Fest. Yeah, we, we, we like to call it uh, pints before pictures is kind of what, what she explained is that, you know, developing relationships before you bring the cameras because you kind of try to understand each other on a very human level with shared experiences that you have just as human beings before you say, hey, I want to make a movie. Do you want to join? That's not usually how it works, especially for doc makers. Um, you know, you want them to feel comfortable to the point where they'll trust your creative decisions yep. and join you on the journey. And, and you know, kind of to your point, wondering like a, about style, um, it, it was, like Bree said, relationship building and then casting those folks that we could follow from one point to the next in, in, a, in real time. As, as their story unfolded. So the only scripting really was like kind of a, a story outline that we hope, hoped we could achieve um, as we followed these brewers. And when we met them at the first Black Beer Festival in 2018 in Pittsburgh, um, it, it was a beautiful thing because they're a really tight-knit community and everyone there welcomed us with open arms and understood immediately what we were trying to do. And we're very in, uh, kind of, I guess, flattered <laughs> and also mm-hmm. inspired to do well because, you know, a lot of black and brown people in, in many industries have to prove themselves more, right? So they felt like they're they're going to do well in their careers and hopefully the film captures that, that excellence. But, you know, we captured various ebbs and flows over the course of, let's see, four, four-ish years and then one year of post-production. Um, so a total of five years from concept to uh, release on the festival circuit. So it's the kind of organic film I won't make many more of, um, considering my age. <laughs> I won't do that many more. That'll take five years. But taking it on more as like an organic verite style versus, oh, let's just script how this is going to go and then shoot for three months. That that's not the story I wanted to tell. I wanted it to be as real as possible. While we're on that, do you have preference of style? Um, I mean, the, the other questions that enter my mind are: there's a saying, you know, once you 
get dedicated to your project, it's a lot like a relationship or even a long-term relationship or marriage that you never really, like you start to make decisions after, you know, I would say probably after your first couple of films, like, okay, is this something I can wed to for the rest of my life? Because you literally will be tied to it. And if it takes off, because you have to prepare for success, you're going to be the one pint at a time guy for the rest of your life. Right. And um, so I think the first thing I was wondering was, do you have a, do you have a preferred project uh, moving forward? And I guess kind of in there was uh, what did you, did you calculate that you'd be wed to this project and how much consideration went into it before you made that commitment? Um, I think since this is something that was very personal to us, um, the, being wed to it was kind of a byproduct of the project. It's just, it's the result. Like you, you, there's no walking away for me from beer as a consumer. And, and, you know, as a result, it, my ties to the beer industry that I've created, that we've created over the past couple of years, I don't intend to break those ties. These are friendships that we've spent a lot of time developing. Um, and you know at this point um, not that I would be giving anything away about the film but you know the film has had a pretty substantial grassroots level effect on this group within the beer industry already since it's you know it played a, a very integral role in the establishment of the new National Black Brewers Association which was just launched this past May in Nashville um, during the, the big craft brewers conference. And, you know, the film was seen by a couple of very influential people that I was able to connect together to, to make this association, very important association happen. Um, and I'm also on the founding board of directors. So my ties to, to this in terms of being married to beer, it's 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 lifelong guaranteed <laughs> now brigitte how do you feel about him saying that he's lifelong married to beer i mean you know i just thought it as oh you know i mean commitment is important yeah. <laughs> that's cool and we have i have the proof of it and you know in my living room we do have a beer corner so you know, cool. i'm okay that's with that yeah um you know, the the connection with our local kind of Alliance for the Arts, which has got a big uh, upgrade in their screen, their projector, and their sound, and this Southern Circuit tour of independent filmmakers, which has been uh, taking place for almost 50 years, um, is pretty cool. Can you tell us how you tied in, how you first, or how does it work, the Southern Circuit tour? I mean, is that something where did they know of this before you started it? Is it something you, not to get out to get into your business, but is this something that do they share? Is it a profit revenue kind of sharing kind of thing? Or are they supportive of all independent film filmmakers or are they, or like a distribution theater company? Cause I'd never heard of them and I'm curious about it. And again, not to get into your business, but can you tell us a little bit about this Southern circuit tour of independent filmmakers? Yeah, essentially they're, they're organized by South arts, which is an organization, a nonprofit, in Atlanta. Okay. And, you know, they, this is the way I understand it, it. It's run by funding. So like by grant funding. So, gotcha. so essentially it's a curated touring program cool. um, of social issue documentaries that they deem would be relevant, especially to the regions that participate in the South. 
Um, so essentially they have a board um, and the board um, helps select or actually recommend films because there's no formal submission process. Yeah. You can, the, the submission process, which interestingly occurs on the other end where you can become a screening partner and participate in selecting the, choosing the films that you're going to invite to your venue. Um, and that's kind of what happens on the selection end is we were approached by someone on the board um, say, hey, you know, I'm familiar with your film. It might be worth looking into the, the circuit, you know, especially considering there, you know, there's all these areas in the South that you haven't screened yet. And so that was really it. And I just sent our electronic press kit and link to the, the film. And before you know it, the, the person in charge of the the circuit or putting the circuit together, like the nuts and bolts of it, said, yeah, you know, we'd like to have you on board. We think your film is a great fit. Um, you know, th these are the, the regions that have chosen your film for screening. Um, so they have five regions and, you know, four of the five chose our film. So we're very pleased and, and honored. And, and essentially they, they, it's pretty simple. They provide you with a, like a stipend and they send you on your way and, and you have to get to the different screenings that you have in, in every region. And you work with the screening partners to set up what time of year would work best for you because they go from fall 2023 through spring 2024 is when they lay out the screenings i don't know how many films they have this year i'd say 10 to 15 or more you'd have to look at the website but we're all kind of spread out throughout the rest of the fall and, and next spring but we're doing our tour between september and november that is awesome um I, I know that people will be coming out to the Alliance and hopefully getting a chance. You, you will be there. You guys will be there for the screening. We, we will be there. Oh, okay. and, and I believe uh, our uh, brewer from Tampa, Houston Lett from Bastet Brewing, okay. is doing a, a beer tasting at oh, six o'clock. Okay. So, so an hour before the film. Okay. He'll be there to shake hands and sling some, some beer. Okay. That's um, okay. And, and I had mentioned to Molly that I think, uh, he should be on the Q&A panel with us because folks are going to wonder how he's doing yes. today, what's next for him, and um, more so than what's next for us, which is kind of the point of making the film is to focus on the brewers and not us. Um, and I believe uh, one of the gentlemen from Atlantucky is going to be there too. Okay. Well, that just uh, that just spruces up any sort of question that we would have had to come out. Uh, the fact that we have uh, tastings of the and the brewery brewer there, mm -hmm. well, that's that's it. So you took a little wind away from me. I was going to be asked what you're up to next, but you know, also in the realms of distribution now, you're obviously doing this independent circuit. Uh, I see that you've uh, been your 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 works have been distributed on larger uh, platforms, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Tubi, uh, and so the question kind of for me is, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers that wonder how to make that connection. They they do the film circuit, their independent film is good. No one exactly buys it or picks it up if they didn't do advanced funding and don't have kind of a plan to to tour with the Southern Circuit Tour or others like that. 
they look to do to distribute. Can you tell us a little bit about what where this film's going or how you wish it would go in the realms of distribution? So for us, um, during the first year um, of touring this circuit, so basically we, we premiered in October 2021 um, at the Heartland International Film Festival in Indianapolis. And ever since then, we've gotten quite a bit of attention from possible like aggregators and sales companies. Okay. But, but we've invested too much time, effort, and, and money. You know, I, I don't mind sharing that the film is self-funded okay. between Brigitte and I with one other EP. Okay. So we've been just invested too much of our own blood, sweat, tears, and money to accept the offers that we were being given. Uh-huh. Okay. By these companies. So for the first year and a half, we were just kind of distribution list, which was fine because this year we started doing a lot more grassroots screenings, kind of what like, like what a Southern Circuit is doing, but with breweries and beer events, because these are the audiences that really need to hear these stories in order to help move the needle in the beer industry. So we've been doing a lot more special screenings of that level, which we think is very important. So it's kind of like a, you know, a grassroots distribution for now. And, okay. you know, we, we have teamed up with a, a few companies um, and we're in the development stages of a, a docu-series so that we can continue to tell more of these stories in beer. Cool. Um, that's moving along and we're, yeah. we're quite- we're quite pleased with the progress there. I'd love to see that. You know, I can't tell you how many indie films, series, and shows I see come through the Fort Myers Film Festival where, like, um, everyone's asking, where is it? And uh, they want to see more. And it just seems like all the people that want to see it can't always get to it uh, as readily as some of the nonsense you see on some of the st- even bigger streaming platforms. So I hope this is in the spot where, as we move forward, you you let us know where other folks can watch it if it gets disputed, dis, distrib, distributed. Uh, I can't imagine anyone's going to dispute anything about it. It's going to be distributed, and we can tell people about it. Um, where where yeah. can people where can people follow you? Just so I don't forget who are listening in on this film and where it's going and how to stay abreast of what's going on. Yeah, so so I mean, our, our um, Instagram is the most active, so you can find us on Instagram on uh, One Pine Film. It's at One Pine Film, and then our website is um, onepinefilm.com, right? So on our website, it's onepinefilm.com, and on our website, you can find also, you know, a, a schedule of where we'll be screening next, and, you know, and if and when we get that des- distribution, where you will be able to see it. If anyone is interested in, you know, one of those um, grassroots screenings, special screenings that we do, they can reach out to us through the website as well or through Instagram and, you know, take it from there. Awesome. Yeah, we have a we have a special like on the homepage, we have two golden buttons that you can click. One is where we're where we're showing next. And the other one is request a special screening. So it's right there front and center as soon as you hit our homepage. Mm-hmm. And that'll send you in one way, in one direction or the other. Yeah. All right, well, we've come to the podcast where we play a little game, and you, you don't have to play along, but I'm going to ask if you want to play the little game called What Would Aaron and Brigitte Do? Um, it's a little three questions that have nothing to do necessarily with this film or 
your lives at all, but it's a little fun game we might want to play. Are you, would you consider playing it? Sure. Sure. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. This is what would Brigitte and Aaron do? You are you are at a brewery, okay, and you get a bad beer. Do you A, say something, or B, gulp it down and order something for your second one? That's easy. I I personally have gone back to the bar yeah. and get, gotten a different beer. Yeah. Okay. They're cool about it probably, too. Same here. Yeah, okay. You got to so tell we've, them. We've, yeah, we've tasted too much beer to know. Most times, most times, when something's off, uh, off or not what you expected. Yeah, so like a bad in terms of like a dirty line, or bad in terms of oh, this doesn't taste right. Like it's not for us. We don't like it. And and most times, believe it or not, brewers want to hear honest feedback yeah, because they, yeah. want to, they want to hear prove it for the honest next feedback yeah. so that they, they they don't want like an echo chamber. they want to know that. okay is this working or not honestly the best policy it seems okay very good i think see that's what i would do too but it's always fun to ask some experts okay question number two you're at a bureau you're at a brewery uh and you go to a new brewery uh craft brewery do you a come in asking for your faves or B, see what's new and different to try something new. Um, I'm always up for trying something new. I yeah. mean, I know what I like though, so yeah. But okay. I'm always up for trying something new. I would try something new. Try something new. Here, okay. Aaron? Here's the beauty about what I said I spoke about earlier, which are those flights. Ah. You combine the two. You got your favorite. You look at new. something that you maybe wouldn't necessarily want on that particular day, and you're like, well, let me just get a flight of four, and you split the difference. You, you'll yeah. go, with the, you'll you, go with the safe safe ones, Okay. and then two, you're like, let me just try these. Okay, I love that approach. Yeah, so you're sticking with something. something they'll, yeah, they'll usually let you try it as well, so you, know, you can always you know, like If you want a sample, like a quick just two, okay. one, they, two, they, they do that. Okay. Oh yeah, they're like, hey, if you want to sample anything, let us know. Well, that's because you're that's because you're cool, Aaron, and you walk in with some swagger. You know, I'm a documentarian. Whatever you want, um, they could care less. Yeah, they they will treat me the same as they treat you. They'll give you a sample. Sounds. I believe you. I believe you. Um, do do you have a favorite? You'd say like a right instantly off the top of your head, favorite favorite craft beer or no? No, not not a single. It's it's very very difficult to say. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to. No pressure. No pressure. Okay, let's do let's do the last one. You're in Orlando now. Okay, so uh, when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to Disney parks, do you have a favorite? (laughs) Epcot. 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 Epcot all day long. (laughs) Okay, all right. Drink around the world, baby. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're going to leave it there. We hope you, you get a chance to come uh, introduce yourself and see Brigitte and Aaron Jose at the Alliance for the Arts, September 20th, at 7 p.m. to catch their documentary, One Pint at a Time, which if you get there early, you can sample some beers. We want to thank our sponsors, the Fort Myers Film Festival. Uh, be sure to submit your film to the Fort Myers Film Festival. Dates are May 22nd to 26th, 2024. Thanks, Hilficker Missions. Saving lives by increasing organ procurement and early detection of chronic disease. Go to hillfickermissions.net and to Riverside Realty Group. It doesn't cost more. You just get more with free home staging. Head to riversidefl.com. 
Thank you so much, Aaron and Brigitte. Any final words as to what we need to be sure to do? Come see us. Okay. Yeah, get there. Get there by <laughs> six. Get there by six so you can so we can have some beer and talk for a little bit before yeah. the movie. Come say hi. Sounds great. And if you're always looking for something to do, check out Fresh Press with me, Eric Raditz, here every week on this podcast and meet some of the most awesome people you say. You heard first right here on Fresh Press with Eric Raditz. Thanks for coming out. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Brigitte. You guys will talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.